0: Welcome to the podcast of tomorrow, a future Futurama podcast where this week we are discussing season two, episode 16, The Deep South. I'm Lindsay Wilson, joined as always by my co-host Alex Kuntz. So Alex, how's it going?
1: Hello, it is good. What a breath of fresh air to be able to start a podcast without being immediately bullied by a third party <laughs> co-host just coming in way too hot. It's just just us. We're in a safe space here, (laughs)
0: Linda. You're in a safe space. You want me to bully you gently (laughs) to remind you of Jeremy? (laughs) Yeah, you could
1: just do a Jeremy impression throughout.
0: Alex, what is wrong with you? (laughs) Sorry, Alex Koontz. What is wrong with you?
1: Yes, yes. Full name. I think that's just because he's going off my my Zoom name. That's um, because I don't know I don't know how he would have known my last name. So uh,
0: <laughs> he so listens well. to the podcast.
1: That's true. <laughs> I was laughing throughout this episode. This episode has a lot of Zoidberg in it, and I was just thinking mm-hmm. throughout the episode, man, what a breakout character! <laughs> um, because Jeremy <laughs> seemed pr- particularly tickled by that line of mine from very early in the podcast, and I, I stick to it. Zoidberg was great in this episode. Zoidberg is always great.
0: Yes, yes, very good. I think this is maybe the most detailed notes I've taken since we started the Futurama Rewatch because every (laughs) line was making me laugh. This episode totally held up for me. I know we alluded last week to the fact that Jeremy and I really love this episode, but I was writing down so many lines. Could not stop. Yes
1: very funny episode i think this might have my favorite maybe favorite joke or certainly favorite like visual joke of the episode so we can talk about that but something that was yeah some very funny stuff in this episode i have a
0: guess for what it might be but we will see when we get there (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah okay i'll have to try to remember to flag it before we get there is it during the fishing trip no it is not during the fishing trip all right all right i'll tell you what i thought (laughs) it was when we get there yeah anyway alex how was your week
1: my week was good this was thanksgiving week for us True. in the u.s so uh, we had plans to go visit family but my girlfriend had very bad strep throat we ended up in the er she's totally fine she basically just needed to get like hydrated she was her strep was so bad that she couldn't drink any water and so no essentially she was just very dehydrated and deteriorating very quickly so we're like okay <laughs> let's just like see a doctor
0: withering um, away
1: honestly <laughs> like you you kind of take for granted how much water does for you, where it's like, oh, man, this this one <laughs> Look simple Look at you again, Alex.
0: Such yeah. a shill for big water. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, so hung out in an ER for a couple hours. I've never, I, I broke my wrist as a second grader, and I think that that mm-hmm. is, like, the only time I've been to an ER. And so, you know, it was, like, interesting people watching. I could pretend I was, like, on Scrubs and, like, listening <laughs> to, like, oh, all the, like, nurse gossip or whatever. Yeah. Have, have you ever been to an ER?
0: Yeah, uh, friends and I have talked about this before of how we w- always wanted a cast when we were children, so definitely oh, okay. I would have been very jealous of you with your broken wrist. Yeah. <laughs> Did yeah. people sign it?
1: <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I'm sure I had, like, grand designs for all of the, like, popular kids signing my cast. Or like, oh, my crush is going to sign my cast <laughs> uh-huh. in, like, a particularly meaningful way. And I'm sure it was just, like, <laughs> hags,
0: just, like, having yeah. a broken arm. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, my God. I forgot. About <laughs> eggs. Oh, no. Yes, I have been there, I guess a couple times. Nothing serious. I broke my toe once. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing that exciting. So I guess we've been
1: lucky. <laughs> I don't know if I'm using this term right, but I think I'm a simp for doctors. I'm just like very, <laughs> very heard by doctors. I imagine uh-huh. that they like they just seem so knowledgeable and professional. I was sitting there in the ER being like, I wonder if I could just like go to medical school as a 31 year old man and then like eventually become a doctor. <laughs>
0: Alex, I go through this often, Or <laughs> I bought the MCAT books. I had them in my house for a number of years. I w- started working my way through the biology one and was like, you know what? Yeah, this was a mistake. <laughs> yeah,
1: But you at least have some like science background and biology background. I'm just like a guy that kind of knows how to write Python.
0: <laughs> no and i was like oh this is what i'm gonna do with my life it was definitely the thing where i was like i don't know what my career path is at least if you're a doctor yeah. you know what the career path is and you're just like in the hospital but then yeah. i remember that i don't like blood vomit or people so yeah Tough that's yeah
1: you know, so i was <laughs> sitting there in the er thinking like oh like uh, these doctors are so cool and knowledgeable and respectable and it's not great for them like dealing with the day-to-day of like oh i have to like put a needle in someone's arm like
0: mm-hmm. I, think I would immediately mm-hmm. bail yeah yeah not into that stuff Yuck. yeah I remember reading a book one time and it was I think when I was trying to decide if I should go to med school I think I was like 29 at the time and I was reading this book and this guy was talking about his experience like as a resident and some of the things he was describing I was like nope 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 I'm out I'm out yeah <laughs> it's not, I, no I, good. Uh,
1: I went on a first date it was a it was a hinge date with like a spinal surgeon. She was like a, a oh. residency spinal surgeon, and I just sometimes like chuckle and think about how weird that would have been to have her like be in spinal surgery. Her come home, <laughs> and I'm just like, like, well, I like did achieve my Tetris goals. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like I played a lot of chess.
0: <laughs> I played a lot of chess today. What'd you do? She's like, I literally yeah. saved lives. <laughs>
1: so I'm glad that did you achieve out, your cause... Tetris
0: goal are you burying the lead Alex
1: <laughs> I, I achieved my Tetris goal quite a long time ago um yes, yes. yeah
0: apologies for never following up on your life goals. <laughs> that's okay. Incredible.
1: how was your week
0: Lindsay it was fine I did a presentation on Thursday it was my second to last assignment for the term So we're getting there. I also got an email this week from the department being like, if ever anyone is writing their comprehensive exams in May, please let me know. And I was like, oh, my God, it's happening. So real progress (laughs) on the old PhD front.
1: (laughs) Do you get Thanksgiving envy or are you fine that you like already had yours and you're fine?
0: Yeah, I'm fine. I do get envy about the fact that you get the Thursday and the Friday. That's pretty exciting. So but it made for a very quiet office at work because a lot of my coworkers are American. So. Nice. That was kind of nice. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, that's all. Nothing that exciting with me. <laughs> I did go out for dinner last night. It was very loud in the restaurant, so I was worried my voice is still a little hoarse from just like shouting over the noise at the restaurant, but oh, wow. I feel like it's fine. Oh, my God.
1: Very yeah. loud restaurant where you have to shout across the table.
0: Yes, very loud. And it, it yeah, it felt like it was definitely louder when we first got there, but by the end of the evening, I was still like, oh, God, my voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not I feel good like at that's what to
1: me outside of, like, Hibachi Grill, like, where they're, <laughs> you know, doing, doing a little show in front of you.
0: Mm, yes, no, this was just loud music for young people. I see. oh, mm. <laughs> You hate loud music and all music. <laughs> yeah, where's the Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So this episode, The Deep South, you did predict that it was a Fry episode.
1: I don't remember why I predicted it was a Fry episode. I think it's just we hadn't seen Fry
0: in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Jeremy was just prompting you to say more things. And you were like, I don't know, <laughs> <Yeah>. Fry. <laughs> just getting
1: bullied. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> say prompting
1: is like pushing you more like. But, um, yeah. I could. I feel like I could never have guessed the subject matter from the title. Like title makes sense after having seen it. But yeah, uh, it's a clever title.
0: I guess so. Even if you look back on it in you know another 20 episodes, I don't know if you're going to be like a Mermaid's Deep South. So yeah, yeah I, I don't know if it's the best title for it, but I guess it works. So what do you think of it overall? I loved it. I, I had written down,
1: oh, we're, we're bike racing at the start here because <laughs> we're like, oh, this is just going to be like a fishing, you know, first act. But then the whole episode is bike race. Mm. And <laughs> it it feels that way because it's like not much happens in this episode. Like, okay, there's like new characters and like Fry gets into a situation, but there's no like dramatic showdown at the end. Fry just like kind of takes off, kind mm-hmm. of like leaves and the ship gets repaired and they all leave there's no i don't know it felt (laughs) it felt much less plot oriented and much more like we have a lot of jokes about Mm -hmm. fishing and the ocean and (laughs) atlanta and the south and like that's just kind of it and so it's like a whole a whole episode that's a bike race
0: that's a great point. I I don't think I thought about it that way. This is episode. This episode is very vibes. <laughs> it's, yes, <laughs> it's really funny. I think yeah. there were so many jokes, very joke dense. <laughs> I don't know if I had written down so many funny lines ever before. And yeah, I agree. There, you're right. It's a great point. There's no really tension whatsoever in the storyline.
1: And this is one of the ones that this is a Jeremy and Lindsay favorite, right?
0: Yes. Yes. Exactly. I I find it hard to imagine. Remember last week we were talking about alienating our friends. I find it hard to imagine that you could pick out which (laughs) line was alienating to people, but I will flag it. (laughs) Okay. So, all right. Should we just hop in?
1: Yeah, let's do it. All
0: right. So opening caption, a stern warning of things to come. And the opening cartoon, (laughs) Boop, there it is. I forgot to write down what it might be so i just have the answer in front of me so what did you write down alex
1: i have like a large duck being shot with anti-air missiles so i would guess that this is like another world war ii propaganda film that that kind of genre
0: incredible this is called scrap happy daffy it is in world war ii (laughs) and daffy is the guard of a scrapyard doing his part to help the u.s win the war against the nazis oh my god but the nazis decide to destroy his scrap pile by Sending a billy goat to eat everything in sight. Oh,
1: yeah! <laughs> what an adorable plan by those Nazis.
0: Yeah, so I'm just looking at how this ends because <laughs> I was curious. Like Americans don't give up, and I am an American duck. Daffy Duck says that. Yes, what's nice. Yeah, anyway, scrapyards. I, yards, I feel
1: like aren't as important in modern day society. Are we? Are we really scared of billy goats eating our scrapyards in 2022?
0: I don't think so. And I feel like the narrative about goats eating cans and stuff has become less of a thing. <laughs> you you grew up on a farm. Did goats eat cans? We didn't have any goats. My mom at one point was certain we needed a goat. And then someone told her that really you should have two goats because they get lonely otherwise. And I don't know, I guess that deterred her because they just never had goats.
1: What did she think we needed it for? Was it metal consumption?
0: <laughs> you to deal with her <laughs> <our> excess scrap. <laughs> yeah yeah no
1: (laughs) a very scrap heavy Uh, family
0: (laughs) yeah so I have a couple trivia pieces I guess I'll save them for the end the you teased me earlier in
1: the week with some wiki drama so I want to make sure Mm -hmm. that we touch on that
0: Yes, I will for sure. That is also part of the the trivia, I guess. So I'll save all this stuff for the end. But yeah, so the episode opens up with Hermes being like, I got a pet license for Nibbler. And it turns out that actually it's a fishing license because there was a mix up and it's mandatory.
1: <laughs> I love a mandatory fishing license.
0: Uh huh. Yes. And so they immediately go off to the exact center of the Atlantic Ocean. And <laughs> the professor's <laughs> like, this seems like a logical fifth place for fish to congregate.
1: I, I told the story of we went to see there, there's something in the dirt, which was the very there's dirt indie... in them, their hills. <laughs> yes, I, I literally had to stop there to think which is the true title. Is it there's dirt <laughs> in them hills or there's something in the dirt? Uh-huh. The true title is there's something in the dirt. Tiny indie sci-fi movie where they totally botched the Q&A panel afterwards. Yes. <laughs> but again, good movie. But one of the the, the movie is about like conspiracy theories and one of the many threads that they go down is they get some numbers for some coordinates and they're like okay we should go to those coordinates and one of the guys is like hey yeah uh, what like how did you de- decide latitude versus longitude for these coordinates and he's like well one way puts us like at the exact center of the atlantic ocean and the other way puts us like three miles from home so we're going to try that the <laughs> one three miles from home first and if that doesn't
0: work out we'll go to the other one smart <laughs> that's pretty <Yeah>. good <laughs> Oh, amazing. Then we'll go to the exact center of the Atlantic Ocean. I've heard that uh, the international waters thing isn't real.
1: Really? I guess that's good yeah. to know.
0: Mm, yes. I think there's something about, like, if you find an island that isn't claimed by anybody and also doesn't have any bird shit on it or something, <laughs> then you're considered to be doesn't being, like, have bird shit on it. Something like that. Something about the birds... Okay, this might be apocryphal.
1: Wait, and so what's the end of that sentence? You, if you find it if you find an island with no people and no bird shit, then it's lawless. Then it's like essentially, uh, I know, think that's maritime the maritime law.
0: <laughs> you can claim islands for the US if they have bird poop on them. Okay. That's so weird.
1: <laughs> why why does that matter?
0: It's called the Guano Islands Act of 1856. You can claim any abandoned lands that have guano on them. Interesting. On behalf of the United States. <laughs> okay
1: well sorry canada we've okay so are there laws on the high seas the high seas are not lawless well not completely according to international law a maritime country extends outward some distance from its shoreline during the 20th century several attempts to develop an international law of the seas has been made under the united nations blah 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 it seems like they're lawless they're like (laughs) like well not not completely countries have control over the oceans close to them but then you know, I'm gonna have to read this article more to figure out what what <laughs> goes on the, uh, after that point.
0: I feel like it was like, why did I hear about this? I feel like it was something to do with like where you could legally have a duel and it was like, you find <laughs> one of these islands. <laughs> okay.
1: Sure. I, I do know. love the, there's a, there's a good Simpsons episode that deals with this where, I forget the exact situation that ends that, where the Simpsons end up in maritime law, but they're out on a big boat Homer's, like, throwing a party, and it ends with a bunch of people get caught in a net, including Mo and Carl and Lenny, and one of my favorite Simpsons lines is that Mo says, oh, I, I don't want to die now, I've never had honeydew, and <laughs> he says, oh, you're not missing much, cantaloupes, the real money melon. Uh-huh. Uh, line.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. I found this thing again. I'm sorry that I keep getting hung up on this bird poop island. I just don't want to be giving this information here. So I Googled where is it legal to have a duel? Okay. (laughs) It says. (laughs) it's actually a misconception that anyone can do anything on the high seas when you're 12 miles offshore the laws of the ship are of whichever country the ship is registered to but if you were to travel to an unclaimed island that doesn't have bird or bat poop on it both participants renounce their citizenship travel from that island on an unregistered ship and hope that your duel isn't noticed by the international community <laughs>
1: <laughs> a lot of stipulations to have a lot of stipulations a lot of duel. stipulations, <laughs> yes. lot of those stipulations <laughs> are just like hope no one notices that this is <laughs> happening
0: Yes, basically. Yes, I also really enjoy that cantaloupe line just to (laughs) give it its due. It's something that definitely carries over in Bojack where they're always harping on honeydew being terrible. (laughs) Okay, so they decide to have a fishing contest to keep things interesting. And Leela goes on about how she's like, you're looking at a woman who owns her own harpoon.
1: (laughs) I like that she keeps it in a little case and like the little harpoon tip like screws on. She's
0: very proud of her harpoon. Yes, and then she keeps catching boots <laughs> with her <spoons>. yes. <laughs> uh, what, So this is the joke that I thought was going to be your favorite one, which I think is a very funny joke, and she goes, whatever it is, it's 20 times heavier than a boot, and it's a crate that says boots, 10 pair. <laughs>
1: yes, so that is a really, really good joke. I really love that joke, but no, not not quite my favorite visual joke of the episode. Um, right. Catching a boot reminds me of fishing in literally any video game where... <laughs> <laughs> yes any of these like farming simulator video games have some mm-hmm. sort of fishing mini game and you always uh, catch a boot. And we were saying how I was just talking about this with someone where we were saying how fishing is like such a staple in all of these video games, but I would mm-hmm. never ever in my real life go fishing because it seems like a miserable, horrible experience. But yeah. I'm quite taken with the fishing mini games.
0: Yes, me too. I don't know. Okay, so obviously we're talking about Harvest Moon, right? Where you always catch the boot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so i don't know if you ever played the magical melody version of that game on your GameCube. (laughs) okay but so you had to you would basically get like a little note or whatever for various achievements in the game and you had to get like 90 out of 100 of them or something in the game and one of them was you had to catch both a right and a left boot (laughs) and i think it was like the right one was really hard to find but yeah yeah so Fishing yeah, no, I mean, it really, is a,
1: a, a staple. I think Stardew Valley. Mm-hmm. I just played through Spiritfarer, which was a nice, cute little game. And mm-hmm. all of them, you're catching boots in your in your fishing yeah. mini game.
0: Yeah, Zelda often has a fishing yes mini game. Although yeah. I can't
1: think of catching boots in in uh, I know
0: Zelda fishing games yeah no and also similarly you can fish in all of the various pokemon games but you don't think you're catching oh, books there either
1: <laughs> catch real real pokemon there That's have okay. you ever fished in real life
0: i have fished exactly once i believe and i did not enjoy okay. it <laughs> yeah
1: i fish as like a very small child like as an eight-year-old it's like oh by the family lake you know like yes. we're gonna go go fish
0: Yes. Sim yeah, same experience and I did not enjoy it. I was really young and did not like the fish like flopping around. No good. <laughs> yes. Okay, another good joke. Fry keeps catching all these tiny fish and Fender's like a couple more of those and you'll have yourself a fish stick. And fry says, A fish this fine belongs in a fish nugget style chunklet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah horrible zoidberg's funny (laughs) in this opening act of uh, Mm -hmm. he is being a bait critic he he thinks the sardines are bland and tasteless but he devours them (laughs) and he thinks the nightcrawlers are very very juicy and devours all those too
0: Uh yes and hermes (laughs) chases him off is this the first
1: instance of zoidberg's three stooges type (laughs) yeah that's three stooges correct i think so yeah I, i think this might be the first instance of it in the show
0: that sounds right yeah i'll allow it <laughs> um <laughs> yes okay so fender gets bored and he's like no one's catching anything so he steals amy's parasol makes it into a giant hook and attaches it to the unbreakable diamond tether <laughs> yes and a- amy gets super sunburned very upset <laughs> and then literally catches zoidberg by his boot which is also <laughs> very good
1: as I was watching this episode, I had an eye for what could the the Futurama wiki get horribly wrong or need our our intervention on. And so I tagged, oh, maybe this like Amy being very attractive in a bathing <laughs> suit and like uh-huh. constantly talking about how her body is like her prized possession or whatever. Maybe uh-huh. this is something that has riled up the Futurama wiki community.
0: Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> but that's a good okay. guess. Yeah, she refers to her fabulous body. There is a line next here where so this giant fish catches hold of Bender's hook that he's created, and the professor goes, Sweet zombie Jesus. It's very yes. funny. But in the trivia section of Wikipedia, it says a line of dialogue was edited for an airing on Cartoon Network's Adult Swim when he says, sweet zombie Jesus, when the giant fish leaves out of the water, the word Jesus was muted from the audio track, although the animation huh. was left intact. In contrast, airings on TBS's Too Funny to Sleep marathon, they cut the entire scene.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's appa- apparently not funny
0: enough, TBS. Cut the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it seems a very delicate honestly delicate sensibilities down there yeah Mm -hmm. interesting yeah sweet zombie jesus very funny line
1: i'm on a i'm on a reddit thread today i learned dr zoidberg's whoop 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 in futurama is an homage to curly from the three stooges and the Mm -hmm. comments are a bunch of people gatekeeping the three stooges or or just like old (laughs) people being like it's it's not just the kids most people haven't watched the three stooges meanwhile i have all eight volumes of the stooges collection released by columbia and they don't collect dust no one is getting my stooge references
0: oh my god so that's not quite gatekeeping
1: but like that's what being high and mighty about the three stooges
0: yeah oh my god truly (laughs) incredible like all right settle down this giant fish drags them down because they can't break the diamond filament so it's like dragging the ship underwater so everyone jumps inside as they're getting pulled down leela's commenting on how many feet they are underwater and the professor is like oh my god that's over 150 atmospheres of pressure and I've always really liked this line where Fry goes, how many atmospheres can the ship withstand? And he says, well, it's a spaceship, so anywhere between zero and one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense how the spaceship is surviving this, just acting as a submarine. Mm-hmm. I like that Fry fixes all of the like water leakage by flushing the toilet, not even realizing that that is, <laughs> that is what he's doing.
0: Yes, he does it very quickly. It looks like he's just been thinking very fast, or he's like, I'll be right back. And then he dives down quickly, flushes the toilet, and everything's fine and he's like what (laughs) what happened Yes. So they decide that things are not great. And they say we're three miles below the surface. We have no food. The ship doesn't work underwater. And let's just hope some robot doesn't kill everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tempers are wearing thin. Let's just hope some robot doesn't kill everybody.
0: <laughs> Hermes immediately is like, I think we should eat Dr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Poor Zoidberg couldn't cut the unbreakable diamond filament, by the way. That was, that yeah. was this act break. Yeah. He, he was, thought he was going to be the hero, but couldn't do it
0: mm-hmm yeah since last week with jeremy we flagged the or i guess two weeks ago now whatever we flagged the hermes isms there is one here yes. where fry is about to go outside and he says the pressure will crush you like a green snake under a sugar cane truck <laughs> <laughs> pretty good yeah Fry wants to go out and help them collect food, but the pressure's, pressure is going to crush him. And so he gets this suppository at a little garbage <laughs> bag full of oxygen. <laughs> so
1: I like both of these. The suppository is very funny just because the professor is so obsessed with it throughout the rest of the mm-hmm. episode. And I, and I feel like the animation slash just drawing of the suppository is very funny, where it's just this <laughs> horrible like a, a large potatoes, <laughs> potato-sized, yeah, black yeah. pimp, which is very funny. And then Fry drinking out of the trash bag of air was the thing that I had written down as my favorite <laughs> visual gag of, of the of the show so far, where Fry has like a little crazy straw and has a bunch uh-huh. of curls in it. And he has, he, he's just, uh, the straw just goes into this black plastic bag that he's just kind of like holding with, with his hands and, and just sipping air out of it, which I thought was so <laughs> clever. And then he also just looks so content and nice Mm -hmm. and he's just like standing there very happily sipping out of his his air plastic bag
0: yes i was thinking as i was watching this part there's a coziness to this as well i was thinking of it like in spite of the fact that it's not (laughs) at home it's just very like nice and everyone seems very happy
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah prize just yeah not freaking out very very happy i love it
0: yeah very good and another incredible line so first of all dr zoidberg finds a Giant shell, and he's like, I'm a homeowner now. <laughs> Fry finds a pirate ship and holds up the flag, and Viper goes, Careful, Fry. I think that flag might be poisonous.
1: Yeah. Does <laughs> everyone is being like peak Homer dumb but sweet?
0: Like, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So Fry sees a mermaid, and that's where we kick off the mermaid part of this episode. And it is at this point, we're like at least a third of the way in, if not more. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, very much just vibes, just like he said. Mm-hmm. I like the fr- Fry is trying to tell what ha- tell that he saw a mermaid, and he can't speak underwater, and so they're trying to guess what he has said. I didn't write them all down, but I like that Zoiberg thinks that uh, he said that his student loans have been repaid, um, and <laughs> immediately starts hounding Fry for money now that his yeah. student <laughs> loans have been repaid.
0: Yeah, Bender goes. You want some lemonade? You saw a big parade. Your student yeah. loans have been repaid. Yeah, I also really enjoyed. So he comes back and is trying to tell everyone about the mermaid that he saw, and he's like, she was wearing a tube top and had a beautiful scaly tail, and I think she had hair extensions. And that's when everyone's like, Yeah, right, Fry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and the professor goes, Sorry. You're simply hallucinating, you moron.
1: <laughs> yeah, everyone claims that Fry is suffering from ocean madness, and uh, the scene ends with the professor accusing Leela of having ocean. Re- rudeness which I really love.
0: <laughs> yeah it's because so yeah Leela says he has ocean madness or whatever and Lila or Fry says every time something good happens to me you think it's some kind of madness and then he storms out and yeah and the, <laughs> that's when the professor's like he may have ocean madness but that's no excuse for ocean rudeness my friend Haley and I dropped that line quite a bit <laughs>
1: that's really good this whole episode reminds me of the episode of the Pokemon animated series that really stuck with me as a kid did you watch uh, any of Pokemon growing up
0: the original series. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> um
1: I I have distinct memories I think we had this episode on like a VHS or whatever, where there's one episode where the SSN or whatever mm-hmm. big like cruise ship they're on sinks yes. and it's like the Titanic and there's and Team Rocket is down there and Team Rocket almost dies and wow. et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure it was like, you know, just like any op- other episode, but it really stuck with me as a kid as this like big boat disaster. And I was thinking about that <laughs> through a lot of this episode. <laughs>
0: Wow, I don't remember that episode specifically. I do remember watching a lot of that show generally, though. I also thought you would really enjoy the moment where Fry goes, why would it be so far-fetched to think there's mermaids? There's all kinds of weird sea creatures in the future. Look at Dr. Zoidberg, and then he's out there gardening and wearing gloves and has this big (laughs) bonnet outside.
1: Yeah, he's like really putting his home together. He's like making a garden. He has a little welcome mat, which I really liked.
0: Yes, exactly. And so the mermaid arrives and kind of taps on the window to wake up Fry. And Fry tries to show Bender, but Bender just keeps sleeping through it. And then Fry's like, oh, I'm going to run out there and see her and tries to fill a suitcase with oxygen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he packs a suitcase of oxygen. He like opens up the suitcase and just starts pushing air into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then he starts freaking out because obviously that doesn't work. And the suitcase floats away. And she gives him this little like breathing apparatus (laughs) yeah so she speaks and it made me think oh we're doing the Lurleen lumpkin episode where she has this
1: very gorgeous southern accent uh, very you know like just sounds like a country singer i I immediately thought of Lurleen.
0: yes and fry tells her that he likes her tail in this very cute way and then he goes you're sweet i like those wiggly doodads coming out of your hips (laughs) and he says thanks they're called pants yeah very good yeah and so then Fry is talking to Umbriel about life on the surface or whatever, and he's like, sometimes water falls out of the sky, and sometimes it doesn't. And she goes, oh, Mr. Fry, <laughs> you do go on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, very smitten with Fry. I don't really know why. I guess she's smitten with like a, a person with legs, just like Fry smitten with a mermaid.
0: Yeah, I guess so so this is the line that Jeremy and I alienated our friends with to the point where he wrote it in my high school yearbook. <laughs> oh my god. Wow, the uh-huh. quote
1: to end all quotes.
0: Yeah, so it's the line where he goes, you find me fascinating, even though I don't pretend to be a lion tamer or a jewel thief. And she <laughs> says, lions? You have sea lions on the land? And he goes, yeah, we call them lion to sea lions. I tame them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Jeremy wrote that whole quote in your yearbook.
0: Yep, that's right. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, the land sea lions are really good.
0: Yeah, we used to quote the land sea lions saying every art class. <laughs> Very strange. It does
1: sound insufferable. I wonder if I would have been friends with you guys, because you're like quoting the exact things that I love, but also sound insufferable. <laughs> so annoying. So annoying.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is also, I think, what introduced me to Donovan, <laughs> because he, that song playing in the background is like, way down below the ocean that one donovan who we will also see later in the episode
1: i have yet to be introduced to donovan because i don't listen (laughs) to music
0: (laughs) well there you go you've now heard the chorus of his probably arguably most famous song he also sings that song do you remember the drink mellow yellow (laughs) yes and there was that commercial (laughs) that was like they call me mellow yellow oh of course wow he's the mellow yellow guy okay well i know that
1: I know that discography much more than his his other stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's got lots of other ones. Season of the Witch. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so they're pretty much ready to leave, and the professor says, "I'm almost done reconfiguring the ship's propulsion system. We can leave as soon as the paper mache is dry." Yeah,
1: is paper mache still going on in in schools? There was a lot of paper mache, like exclusively in first and second grade for me, and then which is when I was at the weird hippie school. But I do wonder <laughs> if paper mache is still happening.
0: Yeah, I don't. I personally, I think, have only paper macheed anything once. I think it was just too messy that people stopped doing it.
1: <laughs> it does seem like a horrible process. Of like, I don't. Yes. Is it just what is the substance? Is it just glue that
0: you I think like? It's put like on yeah. The... Just, I think it's just like watery glue and okay, yeah. pa- like newspaper. Yeah. Newspaper. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, seems terrible. They suddenly realize that Fry's not there, and Benner goes, Well, I didn't kill him, Professor. And he, the <laughs> Professor goes, No, no, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tone that he says that in I'm like, No, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's good. I miss that one.
0: This is when Leela comes back to the thing where they're like, oh, maybe you end up looking for the mermaid. And Leela goes, it's ocean madness. All right. Sailors call it aqua dementia. (laughs) The deep down crazies. The wet willies. The screaming moist. And everyone else just walks out and closes the door. And they're like,
1: oh, my God. So tired of ocean madness. (sighs) The screaming Um, moist is very
0: funny. (laughs)
1: this is also when the professor continues to be obsessed with the pills Mm -hmm. he says that reminds me you've all taken your pressure pills right and Amy just says
0: yes stop asking (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly and so Zoidberg goes out and he's able to track Fry seemingly by the smell of the fact that he's been peeing in the water (laughs) yes
1: yeah there's some good jokes with the mermaid saying like oh it got it got warmer and then when they're Mm -hmm. on their date by the volcanic events she says oh it got colder
0: Yes. I was looking on the Futurama wiki and someone had a comment of like, what is that? What do those jokes mean? And (laughs) several people were like, it means he peed. (laughs) It's a very sophisticated joke. Yeah. So they go and they find an ancient sunken city. And when they (laughs) scrape away all the algae and stuff, they see that it is the city of Atlanta.
1: (laughs) Yes, so they're trying to telegraph that it's the city of Atlantis, of a mm-hmm. city of ATL, and like the rest is is blocked by some some seaweed or whatever. But no, it's just Atlanta.
0: Yes, exactly. And so they go in to the city. They find Fry. He's there with the Colonel, who is Umbriel's father. It's also two for one Tuesday at Krispy Kreme. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that Krispy Kreme was like such a southern
0: thing. Yeah, me either, but eh, I don't. I don't know I, if we even have Krispy Kreme here. I don't think so. Yeah, maybe we. Yeah, do. maybe they've expanded <laughs>
1: since 2002, and they're no longer just a Southern thing. But I, I definitely associate them with just any city now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lots of good Atlanta jokes. Uh, they they dunk on the Atlanta being just an airport. Fry says, "Oh, they had a place where you could buy nuts at the airport."
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> My entire childhood, I did not understand what this phrase of, it's a just a Delta hub. I never knew what that meant. I was like, what's a Delta hub? Like, what does that mean? And I was like, oh, the airline. Confusing. Yeah. yeah. Didn't mean anything to me as a young person, but it just yeah. eventually put it together. <laughs>
1: I love the scene where the, the colonel is giving them like a tour of Atlanta. There's like, oh, here's Turner Field, the Coca-Cola bottling plant, the airport, <laughs> just like <Yeah. laughs> the third biggest tourist attraction, which is which is very true. I've spent a lot of time in Atlanta over the pandemic. And I might have told this story on the podcast, but we went to the Coca-Cola bottling plant, Ooh. which is like this whole museum, which was fun enough. They have like a the tour ends with like a "Tastes Coke from all over the world room where there's like, you know, every flavor that Coke produces, you can you can taste any of that, which was very cool. But the funny thing was that the the world of Coke was in the same like I guess park. I think they like repurposed the Olympics, like the Olympic Village, into putting these museums here. So it was the World of Coke, it was the aquarium, and there was a civil rights museum. And it was like <laughs> perfectly distributed, where it was like ten x people were at the World of Coke, five x people were at the aquarium, and one x people were at the civil rights museum. And, uh, we, we were just like looking at the at the crowd, and you could like just see the American priorities
0: (laughs) like oh dear (laughs) yeah Yeah. someone I think Leela asked the question of like how could a city with such a fabulous airport end up underwater (laughs) and they're like oh well that can only be explained by folk rock troubadour Donovan and this is again Donovan the guy who was singing the song from earlier he has a song called Atlantis and it sort of begins Mm -hmm. the same way with a little like like speechy thing where he's talking the way that he is in this video and very similar and then that song that we heard earlier is at the Atlantis song. But here he's like, he's like, yeah, it was like starting to sink and became an even bigger Delta hub. And then all of the quality people ran away, including the magician. And also Jane Fonda was there. I think people like Jane Fonda now.
1: I think people like Jane Fonda now. I was going to say, I think this Donovan, is that his name? Yeah. (laughs) I think he's, he's bringing very strong, like reddit three stooges subreddit of like kids these days don't know who donovan is they don't get any of these jokes i think that he's not he's not hitting in this episode in the way that they might
0: i think even (laughs) when i was watching it i don't think it like it would have been a dated (laughs) reference even when this came out i think okay but yeah Uh, but yeah i was just so baffled by the jane fonda thing because i feel like maybe because of her workout videos and stuff maybe she was a bit (laughs) of a public joke or something but now i think she's very known for her activism
1: Yeah, I think she's like, pretty well respected. At least she's like, an older actress that Mm -hmm. still has some name recognition. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, she was in Grace and Frankie most recently, obviously Mm. looks incredible and is like 80 years old. But she Yeah, I don't know. I think she's really cool. She's been arrested multiple times for her like, (laughs) protests and stuff. So also, she's also very old. So I just want to note because this episode will now have come out for people oh yes oh my uh, god! <laughs> hoping a and prayers for jane fond i hope she makes it to next week but last week we <laughs> talked about the green power ranger my childhood crush and then the poor man immediately died so yeah uh, that was very sad very sad news but that had not yet happened when we recorded that so
1: yeah is that was that in the first episode that we recorded or the second episode the second that, one so
0: people haven't even heard oh it yet my god. Yeah.
1: Oh, my God, mm-hmm. it, it will come off as very insensitive if people are up on the Power Rangers news.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was very, very, very positive about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yes, yeah, very sad stuff from Power Rangers community. So they're wondering how people evolved into mermaids so quickly because they're like all the people who didn't get taken away on the boat such as the magician and jane fonda decided to remain on their porches with their rifles and evolve into mermaids (laughs) (laughs) yeah they said the caffeine really sped up the evolution process yes exactly and so the rest of the crew decides they are going to leave because they miss their loved ones and gases yeah i miss my
1: wife and my oxygen yes yes we (laughs) all miss our loved ones and gases Yes.
0: (laughs) And Fry's like, no, absolutely not. I'm staying here with Umbriel because I'm in love. And the professor's like, if you stay here, you will permanently adapt to the pressure and you will never be able to come back.
1: Yeah. One final good dunk on Atlanta. I'm sure they have the Braves, but it's a third rate symphony, which I don't know if that's (laughs) the case still or if it was the case then, but very funny
0: way to dunk on a city. Yes. Very funny. I think it's Zoidberg that says that too. So it's uh, even funnier. (laughs) But so Fry's like, no, I'm staying here. And they're kind of having a moment. And then the professor goes, I'm bored. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're all saying goodbye again. Zoidberg's like, maybe come visit me. And Fry's like, No, I'm trying to join the country club. I'm not allowed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that was interesting. I I don't know what that was like, the some racism illusions there. Felt if, that oh, way. It. With Zoid, Zoidberg has to like live on the edge of town in his little mm-hmm. home that he's building. Probably the spiciest they get in terms of like southern culture there.
0: Yes, definitely. And the professor again is like, "Let's go, damn it, let's go." <laughs> and Lloydberg's like, "Well, I guess I'm staying behind too because I have my new home. No one cares." But then he immediately sees that his shell burned down, and Hermes is like, "What? Like how? How did this happen?"
1: How did that? Ha- how? did this happen? That's a very good question. And yeah. Bender lights yeah, yeah. his cigar. That just raises further questions.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so meanwhile, back at Umbriel's house, she tells Fry she wants him to make a merwoman woman out of mer-me which apparently also so when this episode was shown in the uk umbriel's line of i want you to make a mer-woman out of mer was muted out due to it being shown before what? the quote watershed hour when more explicit sexual lines are allowed on tv oh my god that's <laughs> a <laughs> sexual such a line?
1: <laughs> make a mer-woman out of mer is too sexual for the british audience alex please
0: <laughs> i'm sorry explicit like warning that. now we're gonna have to flag it oh my god but yeah so fry decides he's gonna hop into bed with Umbriel, and then immediately immediately he's like wait what do i do here and she's like i lay my eggs and then release your fertilizer and he's like oh my god and gets the hell out of there (laughs)
1: Yeah, he says, why couldn't you be the other kind of mermaid with the fish part on top and the lady part on bottom, which sounds like a horrifying creature. (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: And so Umbriel's like, oh, no, who's going to escort me to the debutante ball, which I would like to put a flag in this comment for when we come back to this. And then Fry grabs a hold of the hook that he found so that he can go back with the crew because the ship is leaving and he just grabs onto the hook, gets pulled up and then gets eaten by the colossal (laughs) mouth bass. (laughs) Bender is in the process of winning an award for his giant fish, but then Fry falls out of it and he loses the record.
1: (laughs) Yes. Did you, uh, this was on News AF recently, but did you hear all the stories of the fish weighing competitions where people like put lead in the belly of their fish to like make them Mm -hmm. heavier?
0: reminded me of this too. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) He's like, no, you cost me the record. Fry also says, turns out I loved her, but I wasn't in love with her. And Amy's like, trouble in bed. Bed trouble. (laughs) That line is very good yes okay so a couple of points i would like to make (laughs) okay here we go (laughs) yeah so trivia about this first the mermaid umbriel is named after one of the moons from uranus which the production team chose because ariel from the little mermaid that is another one of the moons surrounding uranus (laughs)
1: interesting i thought it just sounded like ariel that's what i was going with umbriel and ariel sound similar
0: (laughs) Fair. Okay, so then another thing, which I think bears a lot of similarities to the simping for Leela that was going on before. Quote, ultimately, while Fry found Umbriel attractive and intended to settle down with her, he didn't have any deeper attraction for her. (laughs) That's like the same language. I bet it's the same guy. Did you check the... the I didn't, but I was was going to, and then I didn't bother. But... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> same kind of language <laughs>
1: yeah alright well I, like, got, I got nothing to do for the rest of the dead today I might fight that war
0: after we get off it's like while well, he was attracted to her was going to stay with her forever he wasn't attracted to her it's like what <laughs> okay but the part that I really wanted to flag as being extremely troubling Alex I would like you to go to the Futurama w- wiki for this page I'm putting it in the chat okay so I'm looking Look. at
1: the Futurama page for Umbriel and what would you you would like me just to just scan through this page
0: I would like you to look on the right-hand side and tell me what you notice at the top of the page.
1: The right-hand side, we see gender is female, status is alive, age is age is 16. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I legitimately didn't see that at first. I was like, oh, is Lindsay like objecting to like calling the the gender female? Like, oh, no. we don't like know the gender of this, you know, <laughs> age of 16. That's very troubling, especially because they don't say that anywhere. I, I'm very curious as to where this information came from.
0: Yeah. OK, so I saw this and I was so scandalized. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's because she says who's going to escort me to the debutante ball and I think okay. there is a perception that it's sort of like a quinceañera situation of like oh it's like when you're 15 you <laughs> have this thing I don't
1: think debutante balls are are quinceañeras
0: no they are not the same thing and I also <laughs> they do they, tend, they can happen when you are as young as 16 but I did a lot of googling about this they can happen between the ages of 16 and 25 so I am choosing to believe that this woman is approximately at least 21 years old <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna edit, I'm gonna make an edit to the talk page as we speak here. (laughs) I need a new account.
1: (laughs) No, I'm gonna, no, we we have to stand by our convictions,
0: Lindsay.
1: Uh Pod of tomorrow. (laughs) Oh, it's not, it's not working. All right, well, I will, I will start at a talk page here where I will write Is there any evidence that this character is 16? This is extremely troubling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is extremely troubling.
0: So setting aside the fact that it's like, oh, we're going to sexualize this 16-year-old. and uh, I don't want to hear from anyone who's like, oh, yeah, in Georgia or something. Like, yeah, they, they don't I don't want to hear any of this. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of this. I'm not interested. But I first of all, extremely troubling. Fry is also, even if we're generous and don't take into the fact that he's been frozen for a number of years, he's at least like 26 years old in the show. <laughs> so, But is in fact like 1,026 in yeah. the show. So, yeah. Mm, Let's, yeah, creepy and creepy stuff.
1: I, I'm just going to, so I have I have two goals. One, I'm going to look at the edit history to see if the language around, like, obviously he's more attracted to the Leela, if the, if the huh. listening energy is from the same user. I want to <laughs> look into that. And I also just want to look to see who put in that uh, this character was 16 years old and like maybe yeah. it, it start to do a deep dive on their uh, on their account as well.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm, this person did do some editing on here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I logged in with our subject, age. (laughs) Is there any evidence to support that this character is 16 years old? This is troubling.
0: (laughs) Save. Nice. (laughs) So that's what's going on over on the Futurama Wiki. (laughs) (laughs)
1: We're cleaning up one page at a time
0: honestly oh my god we're doing the lord's work out here <laughs> all right well good <laughs> Okay, find. thank you winners and losers i'd say geez everything ends up so evenly <laughs> <laughs> yeah boy i don't know
1: yeah everyone comes out completely neutral there's like yeah nobody's that happy zoidberg like gets an ignored does, does zoidberg get left behind or after his house burns down does
0: hermes let him back on so he's like inside the fish with fry <laughs> okay
1: I'll, I'll give Zoidberg the loss he is like boned yeah pretty he lost hard his house this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I um, feel sad I don't know who wins though
1: winner maybe the professor he's able to like get out of this situation he's so agitated the whole episode that he's able yes. to just like <laughs> to resolve the situation and never speak of it again
0: mm-hmm. yes that's fair and he
1: gets to, to talk about his pressure pill a lot which he seems to enjoy yes. so
0: and he gets people to, to try it out and it works so yeah. <laughs> All right. So next week we're talking about season two, episode seventeen. Bender gets made. Bender
1: gets made. Maybe this is flashback slash origin story of Bender. I know. I I think I can't remember if we've seen it in the, in the show yet, or if it's just my memory. I think that he got made from the Mom Corporation. So maybe this is a Mom episode. I don't think we've had a Mom episode yet in the second season. So I'll do a Bender origin story, going back to when he got made.
0: All right. Good. Good. How is that well,
1: enthusiasm, we- Jeremy? Is that
0: <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. How can people get in touch with us, Alex?
1: You can find us three places. You can find us email, podoftomorrow at gmail.com. You can find us at pod of tomorrow on Twitter, and a Pod of Tomorrow on the Futurama wiki, making edits <laughs> infrequently, or edits as needed.
0: <laughs> as needed, yeah, exactly. Incredible. You can hear more from me over on Bojack Horse pod talking about Tuca and Birdie, and at the time you're listening to this, I think a week ago probably i was talking about the crown a season five episode five the uh, scandalous charles and cavilla phone conversation episode so, oh they
1: brought you on for the scandal had to get some lindsey yes. wilson hot takes
0: that's right that's right so check that out and otherwise yeah we will be back next week to talk about season two episode 17 and bender gets made all right bye everyone